Well, here we are. Only this time, I am not alone. I've got a guest and I cannot wait for you to meet them. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to have you here today on the Market Your Biz Better podcast. This time, a casual conversation with really one of my favorite people, Justin Keen. Hello, Justin. Hi, Deb. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Great. Good, good. I'm so glad to have you here. And I always start my casual conversations by sharing a little bit about why I wanted you on as a guest. And for those of you that don't know Justin, he is the owner and head coach at Woodshed Strength and Conditioning, which happens to be the place that I say is my happy space, my happy place, the place that I work out, the place that I sweat, the place that I check out for an hour a couple times a week, leave my phone in my gym bag probably 80% of the time and 75%. someone else tell me what? 75%. Okay, I'll work on that. Someone else tell me what to do for the hour. And so, Justin, the reason I wanted you here is because, well, besides being one of my favorite people and someone who I, I think of as being on the board of directors for my company, Full of Your Biz, I tell everyone that you are the only human on the planet that has gotten me to consistently exercise in my adulthood, which I think is something to be proud of. And I know that I'm not alone in that. So thank you for being the person that reminds me that being strong and being fit and being healthy is as much of an importance in my adulthood as it was when I was playing sports in, in high school and college. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. You're right. <laughs> I am actually blushing. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Everyone's always surprised by the reason behind why I want to guess, but I'm excited to have you here because Justin is a business owner, has been a business owner for a long time. We've known each other for, I don't know, is it seven years? Is it almost 10 years? Oh my gosh. I, you know, wow, time flies. So 10 years I've been walking through the doors of your gym. I was terrified when I walked in because I wasn't really mentally prepared for taking care of myself and giving myself the gift of um, health, right? So I, tell us, um, tell my listeners who don't know who you or don't know about your business, who you are, and what is the story behind Woodshed Strength? Sure. Well, my name is Justin Keen. I am um, a husband and a dad before I'm a business owner. Uh, those are the two most important things to me. Um, but I am a business owner. Uh, I own Woodshed Strength and Conditioning in Littleton, Mass, and we have been in our current location for seven and a half years. We were kind of moved around, did some outside stuff beforehand. Um, and I'll, I'll give you the brief, uh, the brief origin story because I just told it last night, one of our fundamentals classes to folks that were uh, on their first day in our gym. Um, so when I had, uh, when, Bethany and I, my wife, had just gotten just gotten married and then became um, pregnant with our first. We were had just moved to Littleton, and I was still a member at CrossFit Boston, which uh, is in Mission Hill, so about forty-five to fifty-minute drive. 
Um, at that point in time, I was working for a painting company, Cashlight Painting in Brookline, which is awesome company, by the way. Mm-hmm. Awesome painters. Uh, and I learned a ton about customer service at that job. Um, anyhow, uh, that the market, stock market, the housing market actually crashed at that point in time. So my job at Cashlight was uh, to do all the scheduling operations. So my role quickly became pretty superfluous. Was no, nobody was painting their house anymore. <laughs> nobody had yeah. So, uh, so my boss laid me off. I worked uh, one day a week in the office there. And so I suddenly had a lot of time on my hands and a decision to make. Like, do I drive into Boston an hour there and an hour back every day to work out while my wife and like two month old child are at home. Um, so we had a shed in our backyard. Um, I had a couple of, I had, a, I had one dumbbell, one, mm-hmm. supposed to have two, by the way, um, <laughs> they called dumbbells. Um, right. So I, I decided to start doing workouts on my own out in the woodshed. Um, so I'd go out with my one dumbbell. I'd, Took, a, took about 100 pieces of uh, loose leaf notebook paper out to the shed and I would just write a workout for myself every day. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of push-ups, a lot of squats. Um, you know, you have to be creative when you only have uh, one piece of equipment and your own body weight. Um, and so those were some pretty meaningful times for me, just being out there in my shed, working out while um, my wife and my son were inside and, and while I was kind of at a career crossroads and, and I feel like that's out there in the shed is sort of where I figured out, all right, uh, this is where I want, I want, I want my, I want my next part of my life to be something that incorporates this feeling. You know, I would, I would work out for 20, 25 minutes. I would come back in. I would feel great, exhausted because we had a newborn, but great. Um, and you know, I wanted other people, I wanted to help other people feel that way. Uh, I, love, so- I love that story. I would, n- I never get old of that story. And I'm glad you shared it here because I really want more people to hear yeah. feeling like everyone deserves to have that feeling of connection with what they do every day. And so I hope this, you telling it again, the next, the next day just reinforces why you started like that feeling. And sometimes in the madness of running a business, and I know you've got a lot of things on your plate with, with, with employees, and you have a landlord, and you have utilities, and you have a lot more than one dumb, dumbbell, um, a lot more. I mean, do you even know how many dumbbells you have in the, in the gym? There's still one dumbbell running the place, though, so. <laughs> Me. Oh, Oh, the irony, right? There's still one dumbbell there, right? I love it. So all the things that you have, right? We always say we're doing all the things. Like it's so important for us to every day connect with that feeling of joy that you had when you were in the backyard, in the woodshed with the one dumbbell and why this all started. I love it. I'm so excited that you share that. Yeah. So, it's funny. Just- we actually, we, um, we had there not already ha- had had there not already been a CrossFit Littleton, which is out in Colorado. Um, we may not have ever used the Woodshed name, so I'm very happy that it worked out the way it did. Cause I, yeah, it, it's you're absolutely right. Like it does connect me to that very basic, um, that sort of primal feeling of doing great stuff for yourself and wanting to share that. Yeah. 
Yeah, like this goes back to like all of my, my recent mantras and um, messaging for all the people that I work with about you have a gift. And when you get to share that joy and gift with more people, that's the whole purpose. That's the sole purpose. And so that's what makes everything that stresses us out or overwhelms us with running a business or even marketing a business actually okay and actually worth it. And um, yeah. I I was, um, that idea of like having a gift is very hard for me to internalize. You know, that's something that growing up, like I was always taught and you just sort of grow up like, you know, you don't, don't talk about yourself. Don't make a big deal out of yourself. Put your head down, do your work. Yeah. Um, and so the, the idea of like, you know, sharing with the world, like I, I think I have this gift is really weird to me. And it never, it never, that word never works for me. But what you're saying to me, like the, the desire to help people, like it hits me so somewhere so deep that mm-hmm. that's what I need to share. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, the word on the word almost doesn't matter whatever you call that but when i re, you know thank you for reminding me because when i remember that i always have a better day like that 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 deep feeling of, of just wanting to help people do one particular thing that i love and wanting them to feel the same way yeah so and oftentimes people don't let you right they don't like the word gift and so i always say what's your thing sets you apart from everybody else who has the same title that you have head coach or owner or president or fitness guru nutrition specialist like what sets you apart and this is what sets you apart is that you truly know that feeling of being in a place where you for 20 minutes to 40 minutes whatever time it takes you know to get that feeling and I feel it that's why I come and that's why I come to your gym Saturday mornings. I get up when the entire world is sleeping, except for you, because you're always there. And there's a few loyals and locals that, that are there with me, but I go for that feeling. And I can't ever tell you in the past probably six years that I haven't left feeling that. And some days it was harder to find that feeling than others. And I know you feel the same way too. Day to day in your business, working in your business, you have to actually stop and remind yourself of that thing that you shared, what makes you special. And um, so I'm so glad we went here because I really want to go into the marketing piece. And I really, truly, truly deeply feel that when we are trying to sell what we do, people don't like that feeling. They don't like how it feels when you're like, try this, come do my class, hear what we have to say. We're going to make you better and healthier. But I like to say, and I'm going to share it with you, Justin, is like, if you don't think of it as marketing and you think of it as a connection, it's easier as a business owner. And if you don't think it's selling what you have and you think of it as an invitation, imagine how your audience can feel on the other side. So let's talk a little bit about your relationship with marketing woodshed strength and conditioning and what that looks like today versus what it looked like three years ago or six years ago? Well, I mean, as you know, I've always been a marketing genius. So this is going to be. I love it. I will say you are a a blogging beast. Like I actually, one of the things I want to talk to you about, which we'll get to is how easily you come up with content. It's insane. And so we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. You're a true genius when it comes to marketing. All right. Keep going. 
of course. Um, I think that again, this is sort of like you're you're using slightly different words than I would, but you're talking about the same concept. Like to me, what has been helpful to sort of expand my notion of what how I market and how Woodshed markets is first and foremost the idea that it's okay to have a product or a service that you want to share with people. And again, mm-hmm. this, is like, this is unfortunately for me, this comes from someplace deep where, you know, where it is a, a barrier to entry for me. It is hard for me to say, Hey, I think we're good at this. I want you to try it. It doesn't come naturally to me. Um, I think I'm sure as, as you said, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. Um, but I think the more that we've been able to, to kind of conceptualize how we talk to our audience, um, conceptualize it as really, we're just, we're telling, we're telling folks, here's what we do and here's how we help people. And whether you call it an invitation or whether you call it, I sometimes like to think about it as a prescription. If somebody comes mm-hmm. out, certainly not a doctor, I'm certainly not a pharmacist and I don't play one on any so any form of uh broadcasting soap opera you were gonna say soap opera i can't do <laughs> if someone, days I mean, of our lives days of our lives come on i actually i was a general hospital girl so i i don't even know any of the characters on the other ones i agree i agree it, it is a prescription i i think what you do really well is show the people that work out in your gym help them tell their story right and so that's really an interesting tactic for a lot of people who are in the wellness industry. And I know a lot of my listeners are in the wellness and health and fitness um, industry is, is that if you can, if you can say, this is what we do and this is how we're different and this is what sets us apart. And these are the results that our audience, I mean, that our um, members are getting, I think that's a, a nice way to, to flip it and make it so it's not like, Hey, we know we're really good. And you're going to feel really great when you leave. So, I mean, I think it's for us, it's, it's good to think about, I, I, I'm, we never tell people like our way is the only way there are a million different ways you can get, you can have great workouts and get stronger and get faster and, and whatever, whatever your goal is a million different ways. But we know that we have a way and it is internally congruent. You know, we do X because we also do Y and we don't do A because we don't want to get the B result. So we're able to, with, with a lot of confidence, just tell people, okay, you want to do this as a professional. Here's what we would prescribe. And we really, and it's been it's been wonderful to come to a point now, and this is after a long time where, you know, when I talk to somebody new, whether it's online or whether it's in person, it is not out of desperate, you know, we're not dying to make a sale such as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, all I, all I want to do is put our best foot forward and then the ball is in their court. Do you think that you like doing this? Cool. Come on in. You're one of us. Um, and so that I think has, that's definitely helped our marketing, just being able to be just calm and confident about what we do and knowing that, you know, we're not for everybody and that's fine. Um, but we are, we are for a lot of people and that's great. You know? Yeah, no, I think um, I was actually, I just wrote down, it's okay to not be everybody's gym. Right. And I don't know if, if you would admit to this, but did it take, 
a long time for you to believe that, that you weren't for everybody and that you didn't need to welcome everybody with open arms? I mean, how did that feel like when you were in a position to say, you know what, we're not for you? Um, it felt good. Yeah. Uh, because it was honest and it was, yeah. it was a best practice. So it was that to me is the true mark of a professional. Are you doing, we always ask, we always ask three questions about any decision that we make. That any decision I make about the gym, I ask, is this good for the business? Is this good for the client? Um, and whoever is making it, is this good for me? If I'm the, if I'm the one making the decision. Um, so it felt great because, you know, somebody that comes to our gym and is looking for um, a spin class, I'll just invent something that we don't do. You know, we don't mm -hmm. do classes. Um, and they come in and they see we have a couple of bikes and they, uh, they've done their research and the gym is very close to them and they want to be at our gym because of those reasons. But I know that they're going to be, they're not going to get what they want from the way that we do things. I have to tell them that, you know, and that yeah. feel, and I think that people, people, it's not always easy for people to hear that. Um, Cause they're not, can, you know, people are not used to someone in a, a sort of, so quote unquote sales position saying, I don't want your business in, uh, but it, it, yeah, I mean, it feels good because it's the right thing. I, I love that because I know how that feels. I know we've had that conversation and that's why I wanted to bring it here on the podcast is um, be okay to not be everybody's blank, whatever that is. And it's funny, you were just, you brought up the spin class and I was just talking to someone the other day. I had like an aha moment about the gym and I was like, you know, I could probably ride one of the Airdyne bikes for three hours if I was watching Netflix, like making a joke about that. And then they said, well, are there TVs in the gym? And I said, no, that's not why you go to the gym. You don't go to my gym to watch the TV. You go to the gym to be one with yourself and pay attention to your movements and be safe and get a good work. Like I was going through all these things and I was like thinking the differences between the nuances and, and the way that you've created this amazing community in the gym and probably maybe consciously, maybe unconsciously, I don't know that there's no treadmills for us to just mindlessly walk. Cause that's what I would do if there was one in there. There's no TV that I could just like put on Netflix and just kind of like nonchalantly get a workout in. Like when you're in there, you're focused, you're safe and you're being strategic and mindful in the workout. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that it was interesting. I never had thought about it in all these years that, that some of these things don't exist in your gym, a big TV or a bunch of TVs. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Okay, so let's get back to marketing and let's get back to, I love to ask everybody this question. I'm going to ask it to you as well. But if I say marketing, you say? Hmm. Um, the first word that comes to mind is authenticity. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a sort of, that's a double-edged sword because I think sometimes you can get, and I know, for me, this is very true. Like sometimes you can get paralyzed by the notion that every word, every picture you put out there has to be like completely 1000% authentic. I mean, that, that doesn't mean that, no, that doesn't mean that you, sh that you're, 
there's not anything wrong with authenticity because um, I think it's it's super important. But I but I think that um, you can kind of like you know it's it's okay to take some time and and rewrite a blog post. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to, doesn't have to be exactly as you would have said it in a conversation to a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to have people pose for pictures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that, that is, again, I think, you know, I, you know, just my relationship with athletics and with, with training is a very deep and like, this is like a religion for me, the way that I view um, the way you feel when you work out. So like I had, that was definitely a hurdle I had to jump over and, 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 you know, it is okay to plan posts, you know. Mm. I love that. Oh, my goodness. How long has that taken you to admit? <laughs> right, yeah. There you go. See, look at the new brown, new ground we're breaking here. Right. And no, but, you know, it's funny because you can't be, uh, so <laughs> planning posts and setting, putting things ahead of time and, you know, your audience doesn't think you're on 24-7, nor do they want you to be. Because if you were spending all of your time online or blogging or doing videos or, or taking pictures, you wouldn't be able to do what you're really good at. And that's sharing that gift in your gym, right? So I think being realistic about being authentic is also something that we all have to be super um, aware of. And there are there is absolutely, I love this, there's nothing wrong with having a strategy that includes scheduling your marketing. No. Nothing. And, and there are so many tools that can actually help us all be better marketers. And so why wouldn't you use them? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So good. So let's talk about the internet. Um, how has the internet impacted your business? So I mean, I would say that since you opened the doors of your first woodshed and your first, first space, the internet has existed, but how has the internet impacted your business maybe over the last, let's say four years? Well, we've definitely seen a change. Um, yeah. We started out, we, and we're still a CrossFit affiliate. So um, we, when we started out in uh, 2009 um, and we affiliated in 2010 with CrossFit, um, we really did not have to do a ton of marketing because um, folks at that point in, in time were, the CrossFit was still at the point in its growth where people it was new to a lot of people. They would see it and they, they would see it on TV or hear about it from a friend and say, oh, I want to try that. And they would just go to Google and type in CrossFit plus their zip code. And they yep. would come to the gym. And as long as I wasn't a total blubbering idiot when I met them, generally, like, they would sign up. Um, not always, you know, it wasn't not 100%, but it was fairly easy for us to count on a certain amount of people coming through our doors in that way. Um, yeah. Without even having to worry about keywords and um, any any of the any of the sort of second level marketing stuff that folks do, uh, I would say now um, the name of the game for us now is really using the internet and social media to differentiate what we do from other CrossFit gyms and from other strength and conditioning facilities in the in the area. Um, so we're not, you know, we don't have that, we don't have that CrossFit plus zero one four six zero to rest on anymore. We have right. 
now we have to actually say, hey, here's, here's Woodshed Strength and Conditioning. We are still the home of CrossFit Woodshed. Here's what we do. And, um, you know, think of things in one of my favorite books and concepts, the book called Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, the, I, the concept of blue ocean marketing and, and blue ocean thinking as a business owner is that you, you do not want to be in a red, red ocean is where all the sharks are. They're eating, they're, they're fighting with you. The red's the blood in the water. It's all the, yeah. you want to have your own thing. You want to be in the blue ocean where what you're doing is so different and so unique that it's not even, a, you don't even worry about what other people are doing. You just do, you do you and you do it to the best of your ability and you find the people that, um, for whom that, what you do resonates. So I think like for us over the last few years, um, I think probably if you look back at my posts, uh, they've gotten, uh, I've tried to be consciously sort of simpler and more clear. Um, I definitely can run, run off at the mouth, especially, especially behind a typewriter. Cause then I, you know, I, but, um, simplicity, clarity, and just kind of a, just calmness about what we do. Like, mm. uh, so I think that, that the internet has, um, sort of helped facilitate that for, for me as the person who's, you know, doing a lot of the content. Um, and all right, well, you know, a picture and a, and a couple of short paragraphs um, yep. versus, you know, chapter five of my novel about lifting weights. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not, it's not perfect for sure, but I think um, we've started to, we've started to really think about, just like I guess the the analogy that I like to use is um, like say that our gym is like a house right like mm -hmm. we want our marketing and our message to be there's there's a couple of different levels like there's the there's the the area like the front like it's a nice time of year at our house and there's the front there's the backyard where we have a barbecue and we want every we want everyone in our area to be invited to that barbecue in the backyard. Um, and then there's the, then there's, that's with our, just our, our daily content, like just reminding people, Hey, this is a nice, this is kind of a cool place to be. Yeah. And then the more targeted stuff where we're, where we're more direct about, you know, come in for an introductory session. Um, that's like, we're, we're standing on the back porch and calling out to the people in the backyard, in the backyard and saying, Hey, do you want to come in and have the, you know, you're eating, you're eating pulled pork with a generic sauce now. Do you want to come in and have the secret sauce, right? Um, <laughs> so it's like, and, there, and then from there, it's like, you know, even deeper level, you know, folks that try us out and all right, now do you want to, do you want to come in and, and know how we, how we make the sauce? Yeah. So I think the idea of just being, being, out there and through repetitive content is something that we're kind of getting our feet wet with now and and that's the most helpful way for me to look at that as like yeah it's just it's a constant sort of murmur of people in a backyard at a at a good place and yeah occasionally you have to yell out take hey come on in yeah a little louder right 
sorry, music's playing and needs to be a little louder. Right. I'll hear you, right? I always say social media is a super noisy cocktail party. Not that we go to cocktail parties. I probably should change that to barbecues because I think people are more apt to connect with that. So if you're at a, a barbecue and the music's blaring and you want to get people's attention, you don't just shut it out one time. You have to consistently be messaging and maybe come down off the deck and go into the crowd and find out, find those people that need your secret sauce inside and invite them in, right? So, um, you know, I, I just want to talk a little bit about social platforms that you, that if you could only use one social platform to market your biz, which would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would probably say now, It's hard. I mean, I, I, it, it would be between Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think, I think Instagram works really well for gyms, really, yeah. really well for gyms that can tell stories. Yeah. Um, so I, I like, what I love about Facebook is the ability to run at, you know, you run an ad that, um, you know, funnels to a form and then and that's what the, there's there's tracking and there's data that you're able to collect through Facebook um, so from a lead generation perspective Facebook is great but I think if I from a storytelling perspective I actually prefer Instagram I think ah, music to my ears all of this and just so you know we can totally do the same thing on Facebook ads with Instagram. So you could put all your eggs in the Instagram basket if, if you were required to. But with that said, I'm glad you differentiated why you like them because I do believe also that you can tell amazing stories using Instagram to get people to connect more deeply with your brand, with your business, with your gym. So I love that. Okay, another question for you because I'm just rapid firing all these questions and making you really think. Which one feels more comfortable for you, recording a video or writing a blog? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And no, why? And why? <laughs> um, I don't know. Why are there no mirrors in the gym? Right. Right. <laughs> I like to look at myself. Right. Uh, I just, it's just, uh, it's, it's just always been that way for me. I've always, like, I've been writing things since I was a kid. You're a really good writer. Really, really, really good writer. And I, I have to just say, like, shout out to you. Like, when you do blog like a beast. Um, and when you tell stories in your blogs, like, it's gold. And so, because you're living it. You're truly living it. And I actually think you could start and let this be, mark this date publicly, that you could write a gym owner's guide to blogging. Like you could legit teach other fitness experts, fitness professionals, health professionals, a way to tell their story. Um, Cause you do have lots of stories to tell. You've been through a lot personally and professionally. And I think you have a lot more to share that you're not, you haven't even started, you haven't even like chipped the iceberg with your content on blogging. So with that said, I think it's time to write that guide, but <laughs> with Video, though. Let's talk about video because video is super powerful. And when you do show up on video, how does your audience respond? I don't know. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, What's the feedback like um, when you show up on video, when you've done some videos versus, you know, do, do people 
respond differently when they see you talking and they see you coming out from behind the laptop or behind the mug or behind the hoodie? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think we're bridging the gap here between your blog and your video by having you on audio. Like this is, this is the next best thing to me getting you on video, but don't worry, that's coming. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think people, I, I think people appreciate that the nature of doing a, you know, doing a video is, is pretty raw and unedited. I mean, I certainly like I do 38 takes for every one that I show, but, um, I don't really script anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten some feedback. But, hey, thank you for sharing. Um, so I don't know, it's hard because I, I put out a ton of content um, in our, in our or I, uh, you know, not as much as I used to, but, and um, so it's hard. I think sometimes people get overwhelmed and I think, well, geez, why am I, why am I putting all this stuff out and, and getting so, like, I don't even know if this is resonating with people. Yeah. But then you hear, you know, so like, yeah, we have a ton of members and, I, and, um, yeah. So I think the thing that I'm heading at is that you do have a ton of members, but you also have an audience, a public audience too. So, um, at the end of the day, I think that what I want the listeners to know is that try different types of, um, media for your audience, because there are people that, might not have the time or the energy to read a blog, right? So watching you on video is gonna be the best way for them to get that content or to, to feel, to understand the connection between you and your gym or you and your thing or what makes you special. And so there is something to say for having that, like they say variety is the spice of life, right? But just be conscious of the fact that there are members who will connect more deeply with you seeing your raw self on a video every once in a while or every, you know, once a year, if we're really talking about how you show up on video or an audio, right? You know, we've talked about podcasts for you and um, obviously in blogs, you know, so there are people that have the time and energy to read your blogs and love them and will respond. And there are people that would rather hear your voice on audio or see your face on video. So I think it's just important for all of us to be aware of how our audience wants to receive the content, how they want to, how they, prefer to um, receive the message. For sure. And I mean, I like, I know you have been doing a lot of walking lately and I think that that's, uh, thinking about that, I think um, something that's good for us to be aware of as, as with regard to marketing is, yeah, like how does, your message is going to fit into everybody's day differently. You know, mm -hmm. for, for you, Deb, um, a 30 or 40 minute podcast is something you listen to on your walk and that yep. your day perfectly. Um, right. So, and then for others who, um, you know, who have a desk job and who are on their computer a lot of the day, you know, yeah. reading, reading a blog is, is maybe their break. And yep. so, yeah, you're for sure. I think, of, I think, just and it's sort of the same principle as that idea of a backyard is like just all right we're just going to put ourselves out we're just going to put ourselves out there and in in different forms and um and just be part of the conversation yeah 
I would love for you to ask your members how they prefer, like maybe do a poll in your member group and see how they just, I'm curious if, you know, what they prefer, because if it's, if it's pretty even across the board, then maybe we can come up with a way to get you more comfortable on camera. Um, and then evergreen, you know, repurpose that content because the video can become a podcast, can become a blog. Sure. Right. So think about that. And you know me, I'm all about being efficient and truth be told, luckily for me, I'm super comfortable on video because I can, I would not be able to write at the pace that you write because I overthink every word. So for me, it's got to be the Band-Aid ripping off. I like and uh, when you write them, I think your blogs are great. Thank you. When I write them. Yeah. So, um, cause I, you can hear my voice, right? I write exactly as I, sure. speak and, yeah. Well, and that's like, honestly, that's the best piece, the, uh, the best piece of advice on writing in this way that I've ever gotten um, is write like you're having a conversation. With yeah. Someone. And that yeah. Rem for me, that removes the part of my brain that wants every sentence to be so tight. You could bounce a quarter off it. And yeah, uh, that allows me to stop overanalyzing and over editing. And I'm just talking yeah. um, so one, one of the things that, um, I don't know if you remember, but maybe a month ago, maybe it was even shorter because uh, kind of time flies. I was at the gym and you were the coach and um, we were doing a conditioning workout and someone asked you like, how fast should we be going for these sets? And you said, not a rest, not a sprint. And I wrote it down in my notebook, in my, in my woodshed notebook. And um, I've forgotten that and how it applies so clearly. And it's so aligned with what I want people to take away when it comes to marketing their business better. It's not a rest. It's not a sprint. And I know you and I've had conversations before about the importance of consistent movement, consistent showing, like consistently showing up at the gym. I mean, everyone thinks like, okay, it's the new year or back to school and I can go into the gym and I can be fit in a day. Like that just doesn't happen. It's not a quick fix. It's as you call it a lifetime of strength. So can you talk a little bit about like the consistent movement and consistent, consistently showing up in the gym and how that feels for you when I say it's just like consistent marketing, consistent messaging, and there's really no difference between your athletes, your members, and my marketers um, or my clients. So talk about how that feels for you when I say, when you say, and I repeat what you say, not a rest, not a sprint. Like what does that really mean deeply for your athletes and for everybody listening who is trying to market their business better? So... I mean, first of all, it's thank, thank you. It's, it's, um, it's very, uh, it's legitimately humbling to hear something like that, uh, that just, a some, a short sentence like that, that I thought was really, we're just describing how I wanted you to move. Um, and something that you thought was, uh, meaningful enough to write down. So I know, can we maybe get t-shirts for it this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about, how about coffee mugs? <laughs> um so yeah i mean this is huge and like i think that the as we're talking i want i would want people to understand that um like i'm not a, i'm not a, a um 
want to say this. Like I've thought a lot about marketing, especially over the last couple of years as it's become more important to think of it consciously, but um, I'm not like a good, I'm, I haven't been a great student of, <laughs> I mean, like this is not, you're not talking to me as some huge success story market. I mean, there's been times where we've done nothing. We've like, where we've just been absent. Um, and then there's times where we've over-functioned, where we've been like, crazy jackrabbits on social media for a week and then it drops off. So I'm not, I'm not any kind of like superstar here. We need to say that. Um, so that no one gets the idea that I have all the answers or even very many of them. Um, you know, so, but I think the concept here that's super useful for me is um, and, I, and I think we try to communicate this to people at the gym about working out is like, let's talk about a baseline. Yeah. Let's, let's not talk about perfection. Let's not talk about a sprint where we have to do everything at once. Yeah. Talk about like, what's a reasonable, what's a reasonable goal? What can you, what can you honor yourself with in terms of coming into the gym X amount of times over two weeks? And then great. If we get more than that, perfect. Um, so for marketing, for me, it's been helpful over the last, over the last short period of time to kind of look at like, what does a, both on our internal Facebook page and, um, on our external, uh, outward facing stuff. Oh, your group, your group versus your business page. Right. Yeah. Members group. Um, you know, what's like, what would a healthy marketing approach look like? at a minimum. So for me, I actually have like, I have a list of, um, you know, minimums for a week and I don't hit them every week, but you know, a couple of, a couple of thoughtful posts in our members group, um, a letter, a letter or two out on our mailing list. Um, a, you know, we have our, our calendar now for our outward facing stuff. Um, so I think that the cool thing about thinking of things in terms of a baseline is that you can gradually that baseline creeps up and it's easier to hit. So it's sort of like when you come into the gym and we teach you how to squat and your first set is, uh, you know, the empty bar for a set of five. And that's always going to be your first set. So we always start people off with an empty bar, but that empty bar is going to get easier and easier and easier over time, but you still have to do it. So I think about, I guess I think about it in that way. Like, um, I can't, it can't be a rest. I can't just take myself out of the equation and take us off of social media. Um, but it can't be a sprint either, you know, because sprints are where you make mistakes and where where you become, I think you, you become maybe a little inauthentic. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, just being consistent. And, and part of that is like knowing that some posts are not going to work. Like some, some are going to be misfires and that's okay. Um, and if, you know, if it's a huge misfire, we learn our lesson. We don't do a post like that again. And if it's a small misfire, maybe we edit or maybe we just say, all right, that didn't work out. We'll fix it. We'll fix yep. it next time. Um, and exactly. Then- that's exactly right. I mean, I feel, and that's the thing is knowing that the not a rest, not a sprint, find that baseline, that comfort zone where it feels good for you still, because I'm going back to that feeling in the woodshed, 
it still has to feel good for you as a, as a business owner, as a marketer, and it has to feel really good for your audience on the other end. And that's like when I come into the gym and we're doing something, we'll say, we'll stick with the squats, you know, it has to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, if it hurts, we're going to stop, right? It's, it's, a, that's a little severe uh, as far as the correlation between marketing and working out, but it's that consistent movement for me and the consistently showing up and being, you know, for me, being at the gym is actually where I get some of my best ideas, Love but it. making sure that I'm in front of my audience when they need to hear me. And I, I think that what you said in the beginning about the baseline is, you know, when I'm talking to people and they're like, I don't have time to post that much. And I'm like, well, what's that much? Like, who's telling you that you need to post three times a day, seven days a week? You, there's really no brand that needs to do that. And if you're doing it well, if your posts are full of passion and they're full of purpose and they offer valuable information, that's, that lasts much longer than, hey, buy this thing or, hey, join my club or, hey, um, check this link out. Um, yeah, I read, this, I read this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which I would, like, if you're listening to this, you need to read this book. It's that. It's a short, it's short, so dead. Yep. I'm not going to summarize it for you. You need to read it. Okay. Um, but it's the reading that book and, and internalizing that message has had a profound impact on how I look at, I guess, marketing since we're talking about it. I, the idea is that there's, in, the, in this book, is that there's always, you always have a voice in your head telling you you're not supposed to do this. Who do you think yeah. you are? Um, this isn't you, or any, and it's 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 a voice that wants to get in your way. Um, and for me, that voice actually like has like certain people in my in my in my past, or like I, it has a, it's a physical voice in my head when I hear somebody saying, "Yeah, who do you think you are? You're not supposed to do that. You're not you're not special. You're nobody." Right. Um, but I think so. For me, marketing, like putting out a message, I have to do battle with that voice. And I have to say, I don't, I'm posting, I'm not posting because I think I'm special. I'm not posting because I think I'm the smartest person in the world. I'm posting because I want to share something. It's as simple as that. And I, and I honestly think that it's a, I, I think for me, it was a huge day when I was able to realize that that same voice is what a lot of my members hear when they come to a gym. And they think the, their voice telling them, you're not supposed to be here. This is the, this, you're in a garage, you're lifting barbells. There's no machines. There's no towel service. Why are you in a place like this? You're sweating. You're, you're pushing yourself beyond your boundaries. Who do you think you are? And I think, um, you know, the number one thing we hear from people when they, when they talk to us about joining our gym is like, they ask me, do I have to be in shape? to join so it's that yeah like, like they have to pass a test to come and get better um right like, and i love it because tell everybody what's on the front door of your gym what what's the message on the front door uh you already you just did the hard part we'll take it from here that's right next right. To the so yeah i mean show like showing up and telling yourself like I, I, I am worth this workout is huge. And yeah. that really internalizing that for me has, 
has made a profound impact on just like, I mean, like now I'm so much less self-conscious about sharing things. Um, Cause I don't like, God, life is short, man. Like I don't, if there are people out there that think it's cheesy or corny to talk about, you know, to share yourself and good, they can go sit in their cheesy corny corner and make fun of everybody. Like I don't, I, I just don't care anymore. Um, yeah, they probably should check in with uh, with their like twelve year old self and figure out yeah. feeling that way too. But <laughs> I don't. I, so I mean, I like that that idea of um, sharing and marketing and talking about what you do does not mean you think you are somebody special. It just means right. you love what you do and you want other people to be there with you. Right. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad we finally got to talk about not a rest and not a sprint. Okay. Wow. Okay. So let's, let's wrap this all up. And um, what would be your top marketing tip or piece of wis wisdom when it comes to marketing for my listeners? What is one bit of advice that you could share? Um, I think we go back to authenticity. I think a big stumbling block for me was like, wait, I don't, <laughs> I'm not having a good day. Do I still have to post? And yeah. no, the answer is yes. <laughs> like, I, and it's just, it's just show, I just, for me, marketing is just, when you think about it, you just show up. Yeah. You, you put a best face forward. And it's the, to me, it's no different than if somebody comes to my gym and is interested in joining and I'm hungry or I'm having a bad day, like, I still have to say hi, <laughs> you know, I still yeah. have to say, I just have to smile. It's just part of being a professional. So I think to me, the, when you can just kind of depersonalize things and think marketing and talking about what you do is just part of the job. And it's yeah. just, right. Yeah, that's been immensely helpful for me to just, right, it's just checking a box. We got to do Awesome. Well, checking a box, but getting why you have to do it, right? You see the results when you put the effort in, which is really important because if it doesn't work, you know, at the, oh, actually another thing that you said, well, we will close this podcast with it is, and I tell this to all, everybody all the time. And you always tell me that you didn't come up with this. So I'm not going to give hundred percent credit, but you gave it to me. It works if you work it. True. That. I think is, is how we will wrap this podcast up. And everybody I know, they come to me and they say like, oh my God, I tried what you said and it totally worked. And I'm like, uh-huh, exactly. Awesome. All right, Justin. On that note, thank, thank you for being a guest. I've loved having you. Thank you. It's been awesome. <laughs> and I'll see you in the gym. Hopefully we can have another conversation on the Market Your Biz Better podcast. So an awesome day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. I absolutely love connecting you to the people who help me market my biz better. I know there are tons of podcasts that you can listen to, so I'm pretty excited that you've chosen to listen to mine. Now, I want you to hop on over to the show notes, use all those links that we dropped over there for you that we mentioned in this episode, and I will see you 
next time. Now go market your biz better.